0: christmas eve you got the all-out blitz crew here with jeff and brady and we are here to talk week 16 already it stinks (laughs) every time you say that
1: it does it's getting closer to the playoffs i hate it
0: i know playoffs should be fun football this year though looking forward to that yeah at christmas eve today hopefully everybody is uh being as healthy and safe as possible out there and hopefully you get to enjoy some time with your family um i know we'll be doing that as well so uh you know, make sure you're you're smart out there this uh, this holiday season. Stay healthy as much as you possibly can control that, which is very difficult. Mm-hmm. But either way, Merry Christmas Eve, and let's talk.
1: This is the earliest we've ever recorded.
0: Week sixteen, it is. It's only nine. It's nine thirty in the morning here. It is. Of course, December twenty fourth. Crazy year of twenty twenty. Yeah. Let's start off with a couple of fun facts to kick off this week sixteen preview episode. <laughs>
1: Number one, the lowest score in an NFL game, in like in history, was when the Bears beat the Packers in 1938. The score was two to nothing.
0: That's phenomenal. That's like a baseball score.
1: It is. <laughs> um, there have been twenty. Number two, there have been twenty-six tied games since overtime was introduced in 1971. I think it was. How many was it? Twenty-six.
0: Tied games. Tide games. There should never be a tie game in football. There should always be a winner and a loser. That's just how I feel about it.
1: I don't know. Interesting. The first games that were on Christmas was in 1971 when the Cowboys faced the Vikings and the Chiefs faced the Dolphins.
0: I'm not surprised it was the Cowboys because for some reason they, <laughs> they play every single holiday.
1: They do. Number four, did you know that there used to be a Rhode Island football team?
0: Was that back in the old AFL days?
1: Maybe. They're called the Providence Steamrollers.
0: Yeah, I think that was back in the old. That was back when. uh, The NFL was known as the AFL. The AFL, yeah. I think that's when, like, Akron had a team and that kind of stuff. So,
1: nice. The final one. In 1971, AFC Divisional Playoff game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Miami Dolphins. Um, it was probably the longest game of just back and forth touchdowns and field goals. Interesting. Or really not, probably. It was. And it was on Christmas.
0: How many points, do you know?
1: I did not look that up.
0: <laughs> okay. Just curious. Just curious. Those
1: were my five random
0: NFL facts. Awesome. Let's talk. I uh, got a couple of additional things to chat about. A uh, little bit of news that j- actually just hit the wire, like maybe twenty minutes ago, was so we know Matt Patricia with the Lions was fired, mm-hmm. right? The so the interim head coach uh, Daryl Bevel, which used to be a coach for Seattle as well, he apparently is uh, just as it comes to COVID, a considered high risk. Um. So he actually just had close contact with someone who just tested positive for COVID-19. He will not be coaching this Saturday against the Bucks. This is the first head coach to miss a game due to COVID protocols this week, this, uh, this season. Wow. So uh, not sure who's going to be coaching the Lions this weekend against the Bucks. Um, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he can stay healthy and he does not get it. Even just being close contact. Hopefully he does not get it. Um, but uh, either way, that's just a little bit of news that just came in off the wire here. Um, let's talk week sixteen.
1: Let's do it. First game tomorrow. Six and eight. Minnesota Vikings take on the ten and four New Orleans Saints.
0: So a couple of things to think about this one first, right? Yeah. It's Christmas Day. 30 in the afternoon Eastern time there's NFL football and it's not the Dallas Cowboys Wow we've been saved this finally year from watching the Cowboys on a holiday yeah but they're supposed to play football
1: yeah but they're replacing with the Saints whatever
0: it'll be just be great when they lose to the Vikings uh I'm taking the Vikings here and uh, I also want to state that I believe this Christmas day A miracle will happen. Rookie wide receiver Justin Jefferson will get 125 125 yards receiving and beat Randy Moss's rookie receiving yards record with the Vikes.
1: On Christmas, there's going to be a miracle, a Minneapolis miracle,
0: (laughs) where the Vikings are
1: going to beat the Saints.
0: Mini miracle V2 is what we're going to call that.
1: And I actually like.
0: This time with Kirk Cousins at the helm.
1: Yeah, not Case Keenum. Um I like I truly believe that the Vikings can actually beat the Saints because I do as well. They lost back-to-back games Saints did.
0: Yeah, it's uh
1: they lost to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles and then just last and uh, just last Sunday,
0: um they lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean I I just I think the Vikings are better than than what they've been playing this year and they've showed it in a ha- in a couple of games, you know. Um they got they they have the weapons, they have the pieces. Not sure what's going on that they're not put more W's up there, but uh, I I definitely think they can win this game. I think the saints are going to make this um, interesting. Well, not interesting. I think they're going to, they're going to play a little dirty to be honest with you, because that's what the saints do. And they're still upset about the Vikings having their number the last couple of years when it comes to playoffs and just, you know, things happening. So I think they're going to have a little added, uh, just pen up rage, if you will, (laughs) To uh, to try to beat the Vikes here, but I think the Vikes, you know, if they stay calm and collected like Kirk Cousins typically does, I, I think they, I definitely think they have a shot here. Um, I think Dalvin Cook can can definitely hopefully open up the passing game a little bit. Um, that defensive front for New Orleans is pretty tough, so hopefully Cook can get some yards uh, and just kind of help out, uh, help open up that offense. But I, I think that's going to be a decent Christmas Day football game.
1: Do you know which team is in the Mercedes Benz Stadium? Is it the Vikings or the
0: Saints? Uh the Saints.
1: Uh that's a Saints home game.
0: Yep. Yep. So uh next game, let's on kick off Saturday so we, games. Have, we have three Saturday games. Uh one early, one midday, one night game. The first game at one o'clock is the nine and five Bucks against the five and nine Lions. And uh I'm gonna take the Bucks. I, I just I think they're gonna they're a better team between these two and with Detroit not sure. The day, you know, two days before who their head coach is going to be. At least we haven't been told yet. Um, I, I just think it's going to be tough for the Lions to win this game.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Lions just because, like, uh the Bucks, they barely, like, they're not really, like, that great of a team, despite what their record shows. Like, they barely squeaked out a win against the Falcons um, on Sunday.
0: And they shouldn't have.
1: No, but... They like I said, they barely squeaked out a win against the Falcons, so I'm gonna
0: take the Lions. Taking the Lions, taking Matty Stafford. I think um you know there's a lot of rumors flying around about Matty, about him uh, you know, potentially be this being his last year with the Lions. I think, you know, whoever's gonna come in may potentially trade him and draft a QB high. We'll see how it goes. I mean, but any team honestly is lucky to have Matthew Stafford as a yeah. quarterback.
1: Next game is at four thirty. It's the five and nine Niners. It's the 8 and 6 Cardinals. I think, I think I'm taking the Niners on this one because the Cardinals have not been doing that well ever since they lost to the Patriots and the Niners despite all like like Bosa and Ford being out, they've been doing okay for like a they're probably the biggest injury biggest injuries football
0: team. Who did, uh I want to say Arizona blew somebody out last week. Who did they play last week? Do Eagles. Remember? Eagles. Oh, no, they didn't. They didn't blow them out. No, they only won by like 10 or something. Yeah, there was another. I thought they blew somebody out recently, but I'm going to pick the Cardinals either way. Um, after seeing San Francisco play last week, which was not very good, <laughs> uh, and, and it could definitely flip around. He right? says this that is, they
1: play up 30 points.
0: Well, this is a battle. This is a, a, a divisional battle, an NFC West battle. It is. Um, so they know each other very, very well. So even if one team's terrible and the other one's great, it's, you, know, you, you can't really count them out. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to take the Cardinals here. I, I think they're going to they're string a couple of wins together here at the end of the year to you know, make a late entry potentially into the playoffs. They're still fighting for a spot. If
1: the Niners already aren't in the playoffs, if they lose this game, then they will officially be out of the playoffs.
0: Uh so next game, the Saturday night game, the nine, nine and five Miami Dolphins take on the seven and seven Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going Dolphins. Same. I'm always going Dolphins. I am too. Let's see the Dolphins. You know, it's hard to it's hard to see. I mean it, the AFC is so difficult right now. If if the Dolphins were in the NFC, man, they'd be going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they would. <laughs> Uh, no, I just I think the Dolphins are just a better they're a better coached football team at this point point. and yes, I understand I'm talking about John Gruden uh, with the Raiders over there. but Brian, Brian Flores is doing an amazing job there with the Dolphins and pulling that team together at defense is ridiculously good.
1: Do um, has been doing pretty good since, ever since he started.
0: Yeah, and I think Carr is looking to play. Um, Gruden says he's taking it day by day at this point. So I, I think if, if Carr does not play and Mariota starts, I, th-
1: I really don't think the Raiders in,
0: have anything to worry about. Read into it as much as you want, but I honestly think that if Mar- Mariota starts, if Carr is saying he's good enough to play and they start Mariota instead, I think that's pretty much stating there's no um, no faith in Derek Carr at this point anymore, yeah. and I honestly don't think he's going to be with the Raiders much longer.
1: No more cars for kids.
0: <laughs> kids for cars. Kids for cars.
1: Unto uh, the Sunday games. Go for it. First game is gonna be a great game. The ten and four Indianapolis Colts take on the eleven and three and bad
0: Pittsburgh Steelers. Take it a Colts. Same. Juju says he's not dancing on opposing teams logos anymore. And that just makes sense because they're playing in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, and also every time he's done that they've lost. Yeah. So uh I'm gonna take the Colts though. I just think they're a better football team. They are. Uh Rivers is playing great. The running game. Yeah. Um honestly has become fantastic with Jonathan Taylor. He had a really slow start to the year, really picked it up and has turned that running game for the Colts there into a monster. And it's fun to watch.
1: I think since the way Phillip Rivers has been playing on the Colts, um, they might sign him to like a three-year deal or something like that.
0: It depends if he wants to keep playing. <laughs> that's <laughs> you that's true. You know, he's got a whole litter of kids. Eventually, he's going to want to sit home, you know. Um, I don't know. I could see because it was just a, a one-year that they signed him for. But I yeah. think they could, I mean, three-year would probably, I mean, it would definitely be the max I would go. Yeah. Um. I would probably try to squeeze in a two year with him, maybe, and then you know start planning for the future, and then just have him there. Yeah. Uh. I'm definitely taking the Colts though in this yeah, one. I think they're they're on quite a heater right now, and uh, they're just playing much better football offensively and defensively. And I think that Colts defense, especially the defensive back unit, that's
1: a good. That they defense. can definitely
0: give some fits to uh, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger right now. Uh, of course, as we mentioned yesterday, you know. Ben held a players-only meeting, which, you know, typically when you hear players do that, it's a big, serious thing. And, you know, they probably call each other out and try to rile each other up to get back on a winning streak. And we'll see what that does for Pittsburgh. And honestly, if they beat the Colts, uh, to me, that does not mean that they're back and they're back in it. Um, No. Because I don't even even think they're they're maybe the third to fourth best team in the AFC. Uh, But the Chiefs are still leading it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some leaving. of that in a little bit more, uh, a little bit later. But uh, I just, I just, I don't think something's broken in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, and uh, we'll see what happens. Definitely taking the Colts here. Yeah, like even if like
1: even if the cheat, even if like the Sealers do win like their next two games, they still won't be beating the Chiefs. No. Uh
0: Next game, the four and ten Falcons taking on a thirteen one Chiefs, and I'm just taking the Chiefs. I am too. I'm just I, not I, even, I, I not even thinking Falcons. about it. I just. There's too much too much speed there to deal with. Chiefs are absolutely going to gonna murder the Falcons. To uh, so you know this means the Falcons are probably going to win, right? Um, no, but the <laughs> there's just there's too much speed there, and uh, our defensive unit is just there's no way. Like we have we the Falcons always have a speedy defense. They're fast sideline to sideline, but there's a whole new level with the Chiefs here, and I just don't think the Falcons are going to be able to stack up. The only way yeah. they're going to be able to win this game and this is even difficult for me to say, is they're going to need to put up 40 points. Atlanta is on Kansas city's defense and it's not going to happen because our offensive line is not going to be able to hold up against that defensive front. And then with those D backs in Kansas city, I think it's just going to be a nightmare. Um, but even, as I said, though, like, it's difficult for me to say because you've seen games where we put up 40 points and we still lose. So it yeah. doesn't really matter. That defense is just not going to hold up against Kansas City's high-powered offense.
1: Yeah. Next game, we had the 7-7 seven and seven Chicago Bears take on the
0: 1-13 and 13 and now have the number one pick in the draft, Jaguars. I'm taking the Bears because if I'm Jacksonville here, I'm losing the next two games on
1: purpose. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the Bears, too, because, like, even with Mitch, they are doing pretty good.
0: Well, they're doing great with Mitch right now. Mitchell's <laughs> playing very, very good football. He's playing safe football and smart football, which he was not playing there in that stretch before he got benched.
1: I'm but- going to still go off of, like, what I said yesterday, which was where I think he just needed, like, the player kind of rest thing on the bench.
0: He needed benched. He needed to be set straight again. I mean, that's it wasn't really a rest. It was, you're playing like a high schooler in the NFL. It's time, to, it's time to take a break for a while. It's time to put a pro back in. And I think he was able to sit and clear his head and learn, more importantly, because he was tossed in as a rookie to uh, to lead the Bears. And sometimes that just doesn't work. Most yeah. times that doesn't work. Uh, We don't see rookie quarterbacks sitting behind a veteran very often anymore. And I think that's just peer pressure from fans, which is ridiculous for a way to to run a business, uh, is to have your fans dictate whether uh, just because you drafted somebody in the first round, they immediately have to start. No, you should be preparing your team for success. And uh, letting somebody sit for a year or two, you know, we, we see that with Aaron Rodgers. Look how long his career has been. He sat behind Brett Favre for, what, three, four years, something like that. Um, and he's been tremendous for it. He's learned He learned so much before just getting tossed in. Um, and he can start winning immediately. But no, either way, honestly, even with the Bears playing good football right now, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm losing both games. Yeah, I don't even care. I am w- playing for absolutely nothing other than that first pick because if you think about it, this whole time, right, Jacksonville's been playing tough. Yeah, uh, they've still been losing football games, and that's because the Jets had zero wins. Yeah, the Jets now have one win, and and the tiebreakers are done, and you now sit with the number one pick. I am not blowing that. No, I am not blowing that because you are getting the quarterback of the future. Yeah, for your team. Um, I, I yeah. I'd show up with a whole team full of punters and say go play, and that's no dig to Pat McAfee or anybody else. I'm just saying uh, that's what I'd be doing. Hey, you want to pa- play quarterback hey. and offensive line? McAfee could play QB punter. Go for it. Oh yeah, quarterback he can, but he can't play. He's not gonna play offensive line.
1: No, he could play <laughs> any other position aside from that.
0: Next game, the three ten and one Cincinnati Bengals taking on the four and ten Houston Texans. This is tough.
1: It's still so awesome to me that they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree. But they're they're
0: uh, I'm gonna go Houston. That's actually what I was about to say. I you know, I, I think I love first of all, I love that Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh. It's also a divisional battle. So again, no matter how bad a team is or how good a team is, they all know each other very well. They play tough. But uh there's just more weapons on Houston. There is. I mean, even with it with missing you know, fuller. And if cooks does or does not play, I'm not sure what he's doing lately, but, um,
1: I mean, actually I'd try to say there's more weapons on the Bengals, to be honest. I don't know because, well, like, who do you really have left on the Texans? Aside from like the Watson.
0: Yeah. But that alone is more weapons than what Cincinnati has on their whole football team.
1: They have like Higgins, which is becoming a <laughs> weapon.
0: Yeah. But not with Finley at quarterback. Yeah. It's just kinda tough. I don't know. And you got Gio Bernard maybe starting again. Hopefully he starts. Yeah. Uh he got me some good points last week, fantasy. But uh I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going Houston. Houston. Either way. I I just think This really gonna... doesn't This doesn't sound like a good game. No. It doesn't at uh, all. Uh next go for it.
1: next game. Next game is the five and nine New York Giants take on the nine and five Baltimore Ravens.
0: Going Ravens, yeah. I think uh, I think they're going to be making a late push here, yeah. Which is going to be weird because if they do get in, that's going to be three AFC North teams. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take the Giants. Taking the Giants—that's gutsy, right there. I think
1: this game is going to be one of those like games that the Ravens have whenever, like. You know, sometimes they have like those like off games where they just like Lamar like just doesn't run that well. Offense doesn't really blend together. I do. I haven't seen it for a while.
0: By I'm the way, i haven't really sitting well over here, for the past month or so.
1: I'm just sitting over here trying to make stuff make sense of why I'm taking the Giants.
0: Oh, I know. I hear you too. It's, because, it's uh Well, that's the thing. Is because Baltimore has been so wishy washy this year. Um. Like I said, the last couple of weeks they've been playing really good team football, but there's always a chance for them to slip up. Yeah. I just think it's gotta be hard against the Giants for that to for that to happen. But we'll see. You just never know. I mean, these NFC East teams at the end of the year here seem to be surprising people. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if they can get a surprising win against the Baltimore Ravens. But like I said, I mean, if you have three AFC North teams in the playoffs, I just I don't know how that's gonna work because <laughs> the Browns are gonna be in Pittsburgh's gonna be in but Baltimore. That's
1: tough. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I see four, five, and nine teams on the NFL page. Yeah,
0: it's weird. A lot of them out there right now. Next game. Next game. The ten and four Brownies taking on the one, the newly one and thirteen Jets. And this is the last one o'clock game. I'm taking the Brownies. And too. If the Jets win, that'd be awesome. I just, i don't know what would happen. I don't either. Because because in Pittsburgh, be able to beat the Browns. They're just completely screwing the pooch on their draft. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I think the Jets might actually be trying to like trying to lose
0: now. I doubt it. They wouldn't have won last week if they were trying. I just—it's—it's oh, it's such a weird situation. I mean, it's easy to lose a football game.
1: Absolutely. Send a team of punters in,
0: yeah. Like I you just, said, but the, I mean, I, the Browns I think are gonna. That running game, again, is just going to take over, I think, against this Jets defense. Um, the only way that they're going to lose this game is if Baker gets way too arrogant and just starts trying to be a superstar. He's not a superstar in the NFL. He's not. He's a serviceable, serviceable quarterback if he plays smart. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see what happens here. I'm taking the Browns either way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Next on to the 405 games, we have the 4 and 10 Carolina Panthers taking on the 6 and 8 football team. This is tough. No, it's not. Take the football team.
0: Well, I normally would, but I I'm just still seeing that possibly Haskins starting and I just I'm not comfortable with that. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um That's tough. Who you taking? Football team. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just sitting here sipping my coffee thinking about it. Um, mm. I guess I'll take them, but it's because of their defense. Really? Yeah. I'll go Washington, but I, I think their defense is going to do they, – they're great against the run, and that is what Carolina does best at this point, uh, whether it's Davis or McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, I mean, if McCaffrey's there, he's always a weapon. Mike Davis. Um, I think there's still a chance McCaffrey could play this week, but we'll see. But I would not trust him either way against Washington's front seven. Um, front seven is like deadly. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Washington. Sure, why not? Um, next game, the five and nine Broncos taking on the five and nine Chargers, and I'm taking my boy Herbie.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Chargers too. Taking Broncos Herbie. really stand no chance to win games anymore.
0: Uh they do. I mean, you, you notice a couple of those games recently. You know, they they won or very very close against very good football teams. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm gonna keep taking Herbert. That's just I, I think he is he's gonna be such an amazing QB going forward in his career. Uh, you know, as long as they keep surrounding him with the right people. Yeah, my only concern for Herbie is that. If Anthony Lynn, head coach, gets fired in the offseason and he's going to get a whole new coaching staff in there, yeah. that can definitely set him back quite a bit. That's definitely, what I'm a little yeah. nervous about for that kid right there. But Herbie's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm taking um, charges, though, too. Yep. Go for it.
1: Next game is the four twenty five games. The 4-9-1 Philadelphia Eagles take on the 5-9 and Dallas Cowboys.
0: Taking Eagles, yeah. Taking Philly, I'm taking Hurts. Taking Hurts. You know, it's an NFC East battle. (laughs) I have no uh, no faith, if you will, (laughs) in watching any NFC East team play NFL football. I just see. uh, I mean, Dallas played great last week. Right, they uh, they put quite the game together, put a big win on the board. Um, you know, the Tony Pollard guy looks pretty good sitting back there, and there's a lot of conversation because uh, Zeke, of course, has a calf issue. He thinks he's back on track to play against the Eagles, but the coaching staff not so sure. And uh, they are going to. Uh, there's a lot of rumors going around that you know there may be some talks about moving Zeke. Uh, in the offseason here, which is quite the large contract for a running back these days. So I'm not sure who's going to want to pick that up or uh, what what the dead cap space looks like. But um, Dallas is moving in an in 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 interesting direction. And uh, the big win last week definitely keeps them in the running for uh, the NFC East, who's going to make it in out of that one team that'll get there. Because you have the 5-9 and nine Cowboys, the 4-9-1 and one Eagles, The six and eight leading Washington football team, Um, you know, and then the five and nine Giants—they're all right there, pretty much within a game, game and a half of each other, and it's—it's they're fighting tooth and nail here at the end of the year to try to get in. Um. So Brady stepped away for a minute here. I'm going to jump in and let's move to the next game. Uh, We're both taking Eagles on that one uh but the next game starts it is a 425 Eastern game the 9 and 5 LA Rams going into Seattle to take on the 10 and 4 Seahawks this has potential to be game of the week um Seattle of course just clinched their playoff spot uh the Rams of course coming off the most devastating loss ever <laughs> not ever they did uh they lost that Super Bowl there, but um, just an embarrassing, gut-wrenching loss against who were the fully defeated 0-13 Jets. Um, if anybody heard Sean McVay's post, uh, post-game presser talk about just how sick to his stomach he was and embarrassed that they lost, and honestly, you should be. You were 9-4 looking to make the playoffs in a tough NFC West division. And uh, you go and completely lay an egg offensively for how much of an offensive-minded genius McVay is. And defensively, you couldn't stop the Jets' offense. That's just absolutely pathetic. But what I think that did is, you know, just like we talked about where the Bears, you know, benched Mitchell. And maybe he needed that to come out better on the other side. I think the loss to the Jets is going to give the Rams more motivation than what they have ever had before to show that they are a legit contender in this league. I think they are going to come out fast and furious and playing like their hair's on fire to make sure that they don't lay an egg against the playoff uh, Seattle Seahawks here. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this game plays out. Like I said, there's definitely potential for a game of the week here, high-scoring game. Um, Jared Goff needs to come back here with... Everything he has, anything he has in the tank currently, he needs to come and put into this football game because the Rams are on the brink of uh, just, you know, if the Cardinals win the next two weeks and they they lay an egg here against Seattle or they they lose the next two, they're dropping completely out of the playoff race, and it's all because of that devastating loss against the Jets. Um, So I'm actually going to take the Rams over the Seahawks, in Seattle because the Rams are going to come out to show the world that they still have it and that that embarrassing loss to the Jets was a complete fluke. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to go Seattle, aren't you? I'm going Seattle. You can't beat the 12th man in Seattle. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, go Go ahead and take the next game, man. The, At the Sunday late night game.
1: Sunday night game is going to be a good game. The ten and four Tennessee Titans take on the eleven and three Green Bay Packers.
0: This is going to be a good game. I'm taking the Titans. Really in Lambeau to beat the Packers. I think Yeah, there's no way they beat the Packers. I think that it's an interesting game, right? Uh, I want I, to see. I want to see what Derrick Henry does to this defense because the Packers defense. They're good, not great. Um, and it's it's going to be such an amazing battle uh, from a coaching perspective to two of the best younger coaches we have in the NFL with with LaFleur and Vrabel. And I just want to see how this is going to play out because you have veteran QBs like Rodgers and Tannehill. You have stud running backs like Aaron Jones and Dump Truck Derrick. Yeah, and yeah. then you have stud-wide receivers like Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown. It's just this, these teams are so evenly matched in all aspects of the game that I think it's going to be an absolutely tremendous football game. But I'm going to yeah. go Titans just, just to throw a wrench in things.
1: Yeah, there's no way the Packers get beat in Lambeau Field. <laughs> I'm taking Packers.
0: All right, I'm going to take the Monday night game, the final game of Week 16, the 11-3 and three Buffalo Bills against the 6-8 and eight New England Patriots. I'm
1: taking MVP Allen on this one.
0: I'm going to take the Bills as well. This, of course, is an AFC East battle. And uh, I'm going to take the Bills, but I'm going to say they better not take this game lightly. Yeah. With it being a divisional game, as I've said a handful of times already, it's going to be tough no matter what these teams are playing like right now.
1: Plus, also, you want to, like, keep fighting just to hope you get, like, a better spot in the playoffs. You, you
0: want to. The Bills need to show what they have, and that is putting the Patriots completely out of their misery. Um, the Patriots, keep in mind, are out of the playoffs. They are. So guess what, hap- guess what happens? No, guess what happens when you're out of the playoffs? Just like I said the other day, and a competitor like Bill Belichick is, they want to spoil everybody else's season. They want to put a blemish on the Bills' record. They are coming in with that mentality, and they will play however they need to play to try to make that happen. Cheat, whatever. <laughs> um, the Bills need to show that they got what they got, and they just absolutely—they need to destroy the New England Patriots. And that's not me being—you know—I'm not necessarily a Patriots hater, but they need to. I am. They need to destroy the New England Patriots, like completely dismantle them in every aspect of football. Because yeah. that is going to be the largest statement they can ever make. Think, think about this, okay, for just one second, because that's the end of the week anyway. We're both taking the Bills. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills right now are 11 and 3. They are. If it was not for that ridiculous Hale Murray pass, they'd be 12 and 2. That's true. That is, the old, that is the last game that they lost, and it's only because of that ridiculous pass. Yeah. There is no one in football. That's twelve and two right now. There's the thirteen one Chiefs, the eleven and three Buffalo Bills, and Pittsburgh Steelers and Packers and Packers. But if they were twelve, it's the second best team in football, and I firmly believe that they actually are. If you're looking at the AFC right now, all right? Let's kind of let's jump into a couple of other quick things as we as we look to kind of just you know, add a little bit more into this episode right before Christmas here.
1: We need to talk about our bowls and uh, games of the week.
0: Yep, we'll do that in just a second. Let's take a look quick at the playoff picture. Let's do it. Currently, right? When you look at the AFC, the Steelers were on top for so long, and then they are on that three-game losing streak, right? You have yeah. the Chiefs right now at number one. Mm-hmm. The Bills are now number two. I know, it's awesome. Pittsburgh is now number three. Yeah. The Bills are, are, are playing absolutely amazing football, but they need to win out. They do. To truly be considered that. Those three teams have clinched playoff spots. The teams that are still in the hunt in the, NF, NF, or the AFC. Are I just the, want to
1: say before we talk about them,
0: they're all great teams. Um, number four, Tennessee Titans. Number five, Cleveland Browns. Six, Colts. Seven, Dolphins. I, I, it's an amazing lineup in the AFC and it's going to be very, very difficult to, to watch and pay attention to these and see who's going to win. Let's compare this to the NFC, right? The NFC, you also have three teams that clinched. You have the Packers at one, the saints at two and the Seahawks at three. Yeah. The AFC immediately is, is heads above the NFC currently. It is the only team that I firmly believe that can challenge those AFC teams are the Packers right now.
1: Yeah.
0: They're just playing great football. And then when you look at the teams that are in the playoffs or in the hunt, right, Yeah, um, that if the season ended today, they'd be in there, is, of course, at number four, you have the leading NFC East team in the Washington football team.
1: And Rams at five.
0: And the Bucks at six.
1: And then the Cardinals at seven.
0: So the Rams and the Bucks are both nine and five. The Cardinals are eight and six.
1: There are teams that are, like, barely, like, that are still kind of like behind the guys that are in the hunt. And there's like a lot more
0: in the NFC. (laughs) But you think like, again, that Hale Murray pass, if they didn't make that, the bills are 12 and two. Yeah. And the Cardinals are seven and five, or I'm sorry, seven and seven. And then that also means the bears, they'd be tied with the bears because the bears are seven and seven sitting at number eight.
1: Wait, did you say the Cardinals are 7-7? Seven and seven?
0: They would be, if no. not for that Hale-Murray pass. And that means there'd be a tie sitting there for 7th between yeah. the Bears and the Cardinals. And then you, of course, still have the Vikings and then the rest of the NFC East, the Cowboys, Cowboys Giants, Giants and, Eagles, and Eagles, all in this because they're only a game behind each other. So that division is still up for grabs.
1: And the teams on the NF or the AFC are the Ravens and Raiders.
0: Yep. Um, but we'll see what happens here. So as of today, those teams would not make it. There have been 11 teams completely eliminated from the playoffs. And that's the jets, the Jags, the Bengals, the Panthers, the Falcons, Texans, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Lions, and Patriots. That's a much bigger list than last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you see, you know, it, it's just going to be a crazy ending to the season here. There's going to be a lot of maneuvering, a lot of moving in this in this chart here on uh, who's going to make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. But let's cover the Turlip Bowl of, of the, the week. week. You go um, first. I'll go first. Um, you know, when I looked at Turlip Bowl of the week and the game of the week, I was kind of split between two games for each of these.
1: I was not. I was only split between
0: games of the week. Okay. Uh, my toilet bowl of the week. I'm just, I'm going to go NFC East again and I'm going to go Philly Dallas. I, cause I just, okay. I can care less right now about any NFC East game ever. Yeah. Because they're just, that's the thing, right? They're both so bad. It could be good, but I'm just, I'm tired of seeing them because none of them right. honestly deserve to be in the playoffs. Other yeah, than Washington, other than Washington at this point, I, I think they're getting to that point very quickly
1: because the highest win in the NFC East is six.
0: And that's Washington. Yeah. That's my turtle of the week.
1: My turtle of the week, Philadelphia and Dallas. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just, it's not, it's not going to be a good game.
0: We'll see. I don't know. It's uh, It definitely does not look so good. The other game that honestly, that I was thinking of was the Bengals and Texans. Oh, uh, okay. I just,
1: I, think, I have no interest. I think Philly and Dallas is the worst game. On to game of the week. The game of the week. You go. So uh, my number one option is the Rams in Seattle.
0: That honestly, that was my number two. That is what I was originally thinking. My number one or my number two was Titans Packers. That's my number one. Really? Yep. (laughs) So we just kind of
1: switched with them.
0: See, and and I was, when you stepped away there for a little bit, I I was talking about the Rams and, you know, you say I do this all the time, but the Rams are going to, I think they're going to bring everything they have. To show that that embarrassing loss against the the Jets was just a fluke. They're not going to win. That's why I think they're going to win. But then I kind of, as I was thinking about this, I changed my mind. I'm like, it's got to be Tennessee, Green Bay, because they're so evenly matched absolutely everywhere. And they're both tremendous football teams. Yeah. So you got Rams, Seahawks for game of the week. I got Titans, Green Bay. Yep. Fantastic.
1: That is... Over here at the All Elbows Podcast. That is our week 16 preview.
0: I want to talk about one more thing. Let's talk. Because it's time to start thinking about NFL draft. Yeah. Regular season's finishing up. We talked quite a bit about the Jets screwing the pooch. Yeah. Uh, and blowing <clears> that. So let's... Uh, I just want to talk about some of the picks here. Uh So the Jags currently sitting at number one. Yep. They're going to take quarterback. Yeah. The Jets sitting at number two now. Now I'm not convinced they're taking a quarterback. We talked about this the other day. If Adam Gase is still head coach, I don't think they're giving up on Sam Darnold, and I think they're going to go, like, offensive line or wide receiver.
1: They should go wide receiver because I need to take someone like Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Bengals, then, are sitting at three. The Falcons are sitting at four. Great. There is a 60% chance that the Falcons keep a top five pick. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> um, the Panthers, of course, sitting at five. And honestly, if I think now the Panthers in last year's draft took every pick on defense. Every single pick was on defense. If Justin Fields is available at five or a, another great quarterback, I think they're taking quarterback here. Because I think, like I said yesterday, I think Teddy B is just a, just a bridge to the, to the long-term face of that franchise.
1: Although well, his last name is
0: Bridgewater. Exactly. Now, this next pick is the one that's interesting. Because number six is the Miami Dolphins. And this is because of a trade from Houston. The Dolphins, playing amazing football this year for being the Dolphins, Right. Yep, in the playoffs, hopefully. They have two first rounders this year. They're currently sitting at the sixth pick and pick 19. It's wow. two picks in the top 20. There is actually still, because it depends on how Houston actually plays. I think if Houston loses out, this will actually turn the Dolphins pick into a, uh, the number five pick. There is a 16.5% chance. That the Dolphins turn this into a top five pick. Wow! If they can add <laughs> two top first rounders to that team, that team is gonna it's gonna do great things next year. It is. Um, the Chargers are then sitting at number seven. Uh, not sure what they're gonna go for. Honestly, defense definitely needs some help, but I think it's the coaching staff more than anything. They're set for quarterback. They're set for running back. They're set at tight end. They're set at wide receivers. Yeah. Offensive line, maybe. Um, or, you know, depending on what they need here. I, I think it's going to be a defensive pick, though. Yeah, probably. Um, then you have the Lions sitting at 8. Mm-hmm. They may go quarterback. Then you have the Cowboys and the Eagles sitting at 9 and 10. Well, Who knows what's going to happen there with any of those picks. This is a funky draft. It is. Then you have the Giants at 11, the Niners at 12, which is just about where they, they ended up last year. The Broncos at 13, which is very close to where they were last year. The Vikings at 14, which is a lot higher than where they were last year. Yeah. The Patriots sitting pretty at 15. They never have a top 20 pick like that. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders at 16, the Bears at 17, Washington at 18. Dude, Washington went from the number two pick last year to 18. Wow, that's great. That's a a very good switch over here. Then you have the Dolphins at 19, Cardinals at 20, Browns at 21, Colts at 22, Ravens, then the Jags at 24. So the Jags also have two first rounders. It's going to be number one and number 24, hopefully. This, of course, was a trade with the Rams. So they are going to make some good progress. Yeah. Then 25 is the Jets. So the Jets have two and twenty-five. And this is from a trade from Seattle. There's a lot of team, a couple teams already here that have multiple first-round picks this year. Uh then you got, of course, currently this, and this can all change depend you know, depending how the season ends up. But mm-hmm. then you have the Titans at 26, the Bucks at 27, Steelers at 28, Saints at 29. Bills at 30, Packers at 31, Chiefs at 32. So those, of course, are going to change, and some of these are going to change a little bit more. There are
1: a few teams that didn't even have a first-round pick. Yeah.
0: It's like Seahawks, Bears. Making trades, man. That's just how it flows. Pretty sure I didn't hear the Bills on that. Uh... Yeah, the Bills are 30. Oh. Currently. But we'll see. I mean... They don't need a whole lot, to be honest with you. Not really? I mean, if they can get a, uh, if they can get a, a, it's it's a weird situation, right? Maybe but, help like on like the defensive front. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, if they can get a stud running back. I mean, if they I mean, have I mean, Zach, but they said Zach lost think, last year, and they have seen Terry. They'll take a running back. How about another wide receiver? Maybe you, had, you got Diggs, and you got Cole Beasley. Yeah. You got Dawson Knox at uh, tight end. Another wide yeah. receivers, move Beasley into the slot or put Diggs in the slot, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Um maybe offensive line just to help keep people healthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think I think you're gonna we're gonna be surprised by the Chiefs, right? They took Clyde last year at the end of the first. Um, I think they're gonna go O line. I think oh. they just paid Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars and they need somebody to keep him healthy
1: or well, they signed into <laughs> a 10 year 500 million dollar contract. So,
0: um I think they're going to go a little differently cuz they have all these weapons, right? Everybody just thinks all oh, the Chiefs are just keep adding weapons. They might do that in free agency, but hey. I think they're they're going to draft this, this, the whoever the top offensive lineman is at that point in time. Yeah. But anyway, that is um, a, a week 16 preview episode. Preview. Um Anyway, we will see you. Uh, hopefully, you all enjoy Christmas and uh, this sl- this week's slated Games. Uh, from us here at the All Up Blitz podcast, we do just want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Yes. Um, definitely praying that all of you out there just stay healthy mm-hmm. and uh, just have a very happy, joyful time with friends or family or if you're spending it alone. Um, there are a lot of other people doing that as well this year, so oh, just take the time uh, to relax. Just remember something. Um, I'm pretty sure after this week's over,
1: we have been doing the All Uploads podcast for a year. Fantastic. Pretty sure our very first episode was on the week 16 of the 2019 season.
0: Awesome. Fantastical. Doing it for a year. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, tomorrow's Christmas. Just wish, want to say Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Um, Merry Christmas. Let's remember why we celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. Birth of Jesus, of course. And uh, it's the most important thing out there. So just, uh, and like I said, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family, enjoy wherever you are and whatever you're doing tomorrow. Um, and then enjoy football this weekend. Yeah. Like we will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but Merry Christmas from us here at the let Blitz Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we will see you next week. Merry Christmas. Peace.